Okay, I believe we are live on YouTube. Uh, I am really excited for two reasons. Number one, the Chicago Cubs have signed or at least in are in agreement with, and I'm literally getting this information 15 minutes ago. I'm deciding to go live. I'm doing this very first live uh, emergency podcast, whatever you want to call it for the setup, man. So for those of you that are here, please say what's up in the comments. I'm already seeing some comments. Let's go, Rob German. Yes, let's go. How freaking time, right? Like, when in the world were the Cubs going to make a dang move? So if it's the first time checking in with the Setup Man podcast, my name's Kyle Stanley. What's up, Justin Martins? Booyah, indeed. Uh, finally, we got some pitching. Yes, Rob. My name's Kyle Stanley. This is the Setup Man podcast, and this is also a Chicago Cubs-dedicated YouTube channel and podcast. And we have been waiting so long. I believe Cody Del Mendo of CHGO said yesterday it was 322 days, which makes today 323 days since the Cubs have signed a free agent. And that was Michael Fulmer of all people. And then the last time they actually made a deal was the Jose Quas Nelson Velazquez trade back at the deadline. So it's been a while y'all. So can I just get like a hell yeah in the comments really quick with a Thank the Lord and also hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. So like one of those three, I would just love because I'm going to go into a few things about Imanaga here. I've done a little bit of research over the last couple of weeks. Not a lot, honestly, until about this morning. I really didn't think we were real players for this. Um, and I want to know from you, like, did you even think that this was possible? Did you think this was going to be happening? Because and I've got some notes here. Yesterday I woke up. Right. And I see from it was. Um, talking baseball, the John boy account said, um, and Tom says, let's see, seriously. Hell yeah. Thank the Lord. Yeah. All of the above, right? <laughs> let's go. Uh, the John boy account talking baseball yesterday said that the giants were the favorite for Shota and Minaga. And then this morning, John Heyman reports that the giants and angels are looking elsewhere and that the Cubs and the Red Sox were the two big players. And I was kind of like, wait a second here. Like, we've heard this before. We were players on Otani. We were players on Yamamoto, right? Like, we were players on some things, but we weren't actually doing anything. And then I also, I don't know if you saw this, Jim Bowden, uh, Bowden Bowden, however you say it, uh, with The Athletic, said that the Cubs have made significant offers to Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Reese Hoskins. So this morning I woke up and I was just like, it feels like something's a brewing here. And I'm literally writing my script to get ready to talk about the Cubs con because this is my first ever Cubs convention. And as soon as I'm about to press record to talk about Cubs convention, boom, right here in front of me, Japanese Southpaw Imanaga has a deal with the Cubs. And this one just popped up. So I'm looking at it. I don't see any details about the, the deal quite yet. Um, if any of you have heard anything, that's news to me. But I've, I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on MLB. I'm looking on a lot of things right now. I'm not seeing any details about years, about AAV. My guess, my best guess, based on everything so far, is that he's been the closest comp to... Um, Oh man, why can't I think of his name? I just had a brain fart. Um, uh, the ghost, the fork, ghost fork uh, over with the Mets. Um, man, I just lost it. But anyway, uh, closest comp to him, and he got 
15 per year for five years. And that was about 85 million. Um, I think is what he ended up getting. And I'm thinking right around that. I'm thinking like five years, Kodai Senga. Thank you. Complete brain fart. I'm good at those. I'm really good at those. Um, Kodai Senga is definitely the closest, uh, comp so far to him. So I'm thinking like he's, this guy's 30 years old, right? And I've got his baseball reference page. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so we can take a look together. Uh, he's 30 years old. Five years makes him 35 years old. I think with Yamamoto setting the stage on what these players are going to be getting, to me, feels like five years, 95 million, right around there. I don't, I don't know if he'll break the 100 million mark, but um, yeah, September 1st, 1993, he is 30 years old. But let's take a look at these numbers really quick. And I'm, I mean, personally, you know, we don't know everything in regards to how they're going to translate with the the transition from Jap Japan over to the US uh there's usually a little bit of a transition period but I do think that this is an upgrade from Stroman based on everything I've kind of read about him he's got a nasty splitter he's got a fastball that is kind of uh you know it's 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 below average but uh there's some deception there and you can see the numbers in 2023, 266 ERA. He threw 159 innings, made about 24 starts. I would be above the moon happy if he made 25 to 30 starts, had 160 innings pitched, and was, you know, not even 266 ERA. I don't even need 266 ERA. Give me 310. Give me 320. I'm good with that. That is an upgrade to me over Marcus Stroman for sure. And he's got the track record. 2022, he had a 204 ERA. He's in the twos and then had this, you know, 2020 year of 3.23 ERA, but just like over there and the U.S., it was a shortened season, so you can't really judge him there. And then in... 2018, 2019, you know, he's hovering, uh, well, still at around 290, uh, 291 on the ERA, but then, um, really his only down year was 2018 and he still made, uh, appearances in 35 games, but was really just a reliever at that point. Whereas now he's a lot bigger in terms of starting games. So these are, at least that's the way I'm reading this. It looks like there's a lot of things missing here. Game started. I'm guessing there's some some data missing here because I know he's a starter now. So that might also be game started. I'm thinking the Japanese baseball reference might be a little off here. Um, so again, I'm I'm thinking based on what I'm seeing here that he is an upgrade from Marcus Stroman. I want to go ahead and go back to the comments here. What do you guys think? Is he an upgrade from Marcus Stroman? Is he a downgrade? Do you have high hopes for him? Um Bukaleo is saying I'm predicting 15 to 20 million a year. That's about where I'm at too. Uncle Ted says that's a dope signing. Again, guys, if you're just jumping on, the Cubs have signed Shota or at least are in agreement with Shota Imanaga. And we don't know any of the details, but all I know is this is my first ever emergency podcast. So I'm both excited and nervous right now. So if you're loving it, if you're a Cubs fan, if you're excited, drop a like, drop a comment, drop a share. I would really appreciate it. Um, Let's let's talk about though. I I like I said, I did some research and Lance Brzezowski with the Cubs is I'm I'm a big fan of him, not from the fact that he's just with the Cubs and he does uh analysis for the Cubs farm system and growth and development, but also he's really big on pitch sequence, pitch development, and pitch uh spin rate. If you haven't checked him out, um, you need to Lance Brzezowski 
He is on YouTube as Lance Brozdowski. Um, if you don't know who Lance is, he's with the marquee team with the Cubs. And I want to share something that he actually uh, posted on his YouTube channel so that you can see this. Uh, it is a breakdown of what Imanaga's pitches look like, his pitch mix. So let me present my screen again. Share my screen. Let's go window. Let's go here. And here's what we're looking at. Um, Imanaga, did that work? It looks like it says it's sharing, but I don't think it actually worked. Are you guys seeing my screen? I don't think we're seeing the screen. It said that it did not work. So let me try that one more time. Share the screen. Window. Gotta love tech issues, right? It says it can't do it. So let me see if I can just do my entire screen. Uh, window entire screen. And let's do that. All right, now you should be able to see this, and let's just make this big. All right, so here is the look at Shota Imanaga's pitch mix. This is, again, by Lance Brzdowski uh, on YouTube. His fastball usage, about 54%. He's got a 124 stuff rate, which just basically means at 100, he'd be the average fastball. He's just a little bit above average is essentially what that's saying. His sweepers at 130, which makes that a really good pitch, which is interesting to me uh, because a lot of the talk has been about his splitter. Yet the sweeper is really what looks to be getting the best stuff plus rating. Um, he uses that 16% of the time, uses the splitter 12% of the time, and then kind of a mixture of the cutter, curve, and sinker coming in less than 10% of the time. Uh, one of the things that Lance went on to talk about is that this fastball is similar to that of Alex uh, Vesia with the, uh, the Dodgers. Now, Alex Vesia had a really bad season this last year, down season, but the previous couple years, uh, were really breakout seasons for Vesia. And one of the things that you notice about Vesia is that he doesn't necessarily blow you away, but he's deceptive, right? He's got that herky jerky motion. And that's how you can kind of relate to Imanaga as well. In fact, while we're going ahead and doing this, I'm just going to go ahead and start playing a little bit of, uh, some Imanaga overlay and mute that while we're talking just so if you guys haven't seen i think i i'm, I'm a big believer that this guy's as good as he is just based on some of the deception um imanaga and here we go let's just start playing a little bit of his stuff here um and for me uh, again guys like marcus stroman he had some flashes of great clubs it looked like in the second half of 2022, right? He was going to be uh, that great starter that the Cubs relied on to be able to, to end the season strong. And he was then in 2023, I'm trying to multitask here in 2023. Um, you know, he really had a great start to the season. And then it was really the London series when he just kind of took a nosedive and it was like, what happened? Stroman, you were, you were legit. And then it just kind of all fell, fell off the, the bandwagon there. You should be able to see my screen now. Let's go ahead and make sure. Yeah, sure is. Um, here's here's Shota. There's that curveball. Uh, just a couple other looks here. Um, there is the fastball again. That deception is coming in 92, 93 miles an hour. It's not anything special, but and it's right over the heart of the plate, a little bit up and away. Um, so Stroman, though, right as soon as he said he was not resigning, we all thought, okay, great. This gives us an opportunity to go after Yamamoto, maybe a Jordan Montgomery, maybe Blake Snell, uh, Sonny Gray. Then Sonny Gray went to the Cardinals. And that's when it started looking like, okay, is Marcus Stroman going to be our number one, like 
to come back to the Cubs? Do we are we have we gotten like that down deep where we were like, hey, you know, um, I I wanted the roast beef, I wanted the filet mignon, and now I'm settling for the Burger King burger, right? Like that's kind of way it felt. No offense against Marcus Stroman, but the way that he ended 2023, that just really did not feel like a win for the Cubs. Um, Uncle Ted says Marcus Stroman is a walking headache. And, you know, when he's going good, though, you got to admit, Uncle Ted, like this guy was legit. He was the Cy Young contender for the Cubs. And then he gets this blister. He gets a few issues and it, he just never was able to come back here in 2023. So then when you think, OK, maybe we can upgrade and maybe we can get a guy who's even better than Justin Steele. Well, now you're looking at, you know, potentially Yamamoto or Montgomery or a number one like Snell, then Justin Steele then Jordan Wicks, then you've got maybe a com combination of Kyle Hendricks, Javier Assad, and um, and with Cade Horton coming up, right? There's, there's a lot of excitement there, but that didn't happen. And so now we kind of got to that point of like, is Stroman as a number two really going to be our consolation prize, which doesn't feel like a prize. And now we come in, we get Imanaga, and that to me is like, Okay, now we're talking. Now you give me Imanaga, you give me Cody Bellinger, and you give me a reliever. Guys, I want to remind you, a lot of people keep on saying, and I'm going to stop sharing my screen because I want you to really hear this. A lot of people keep saying, in order for us to be the 83-win team, in order for the Cubs to be the 83-win team that they were in 2023, they have to get a number two starter, and they have to get Bellinger back. I'm going to remind you of something. May and September, okay, let's throw those, those months out. And I'll give you a reason why we're going to throw those months out in a second. May and September, you throw those months out in 2023. This team was on pace in, so April, June, July, and August to be a 95-win team. If you take just those four months, this team is a 95-on-pace win team. But you add in May, where David Ross was making bad lineup decisions. Let's just be honest. He was starting Mancini and Hosmer and Miles Mastroboni and Tucker Barnhart when that should not have been happening. You had Nelson Velazquez on your bench hitting a home run every time you gave him a chance. He only got 32 plate appearances and hit three home runs. There was no chance for, and, and then you have Christopher Morell for one reason or another, this isn't Dave Ross's fault, but for one reason or another, being sat down in AAA hitting bombs every other at bat. The, the chance, the choices in the lineup from a perspective of a fan were very frustrating in May. And then you add on top of that a bullpen that David Ross was still trying to figure out, right? We were all still trying to figure it out. Is Julian Mer Merriweather going to be on this team? Is Mark Ladder really as good as he seems like he's going to be? Why are we still trying Michael Fulmer at closer when he's blowing a, a save every other day, right? There were all those things in May. Then they found their groove. And then in September, guys, the only reason September went as bad as it did was because the bullpen just fell apart. So you take that team and my, here's my whole point. Now we got Imanaga. you get Cody Bellinger back and you add one more arm in that bullpen to make up for the fact that you're not going to have Michael Fulmer. I believe this is a 90 win team. Okay. And that's because I think September was a fluke. And I think may, we were still trying to figure out what this team's identity was. That's why I'm excited. Okay. So, and just so you know, um, I'm going to be at CubsCon on Thursday. Who's going to be at CubsCon? Drop it in the comments. Who is going to be at CubsCon? I want to meet you. I want to see you. Um, look for me. Say what's up, by the way. 
If you say what's up and you mention this podcast, I'm going to give you a hat. We're bringing swag to CubsCon. So just mention the fact that you saw me go live or you saw the recording of the Imanaga podcast at CubsCon, and I'll give you a free Setup Man hat, by the way, on the side here. There we go. Setup Man. Boom, boom, boom. Um, this was funny to me, and we're transitioning a little bit here. I'm, I'm now curious for some of you that may have voted on this. Um, I posted in uh, on YouTube saying, are you going to Cubs Can CubsCon? Hope to see you there. 15 voted. All said no. All said no. And then I have a comment from Mother Goose 4084. What's the point of going to see all the new players acquired via free agency and trades? By the time the Cubs do something, there might not be much left to shop for. And then Jerry Richard, 1857. Why? Jed never does anything. Ricketts doesn't spend any money. Bring a perennial winner. He's chicken to show his face. Why should I spend the money if Ricketts Hoyer doesn't show the fans respect? Well, guys. This is this is a move. So are you going and buying your CubsCon tickets? I don't even know if there's still uh, any left out there. Um, I want to know if you're going to be there because this is exciting. This is fun stuff. I'm I'm excited to see what the contract ends up being. If you're just now joining us, I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of five or six years, 85 to 95 million. Um, I don't know if it's going to break 100 million. It might just because of the fact that Yamamoto and Otani just signed for crazy amounts of money this year, but drop in the comments. What do you think the amount's going to be? Uh, we got 34 people in the room here. This is first time I've ever done an emergency podcast. So, um, hit a like, drop a comment. I want to see what you think. Um, and then, you know, just wrapping things up here, um, uh, from an Imanaga, Imanaga standpoint, um, again, going back to Lance Brzdowski, if you don't follow him on YouTube, you need to, um, Lance thinks that the way that this translates into the major leagues is that he'll be right around 138 innings pitched, maybe giving up about 12 to 15 home runs and a 340 ish ERA. You know, the innings pitch doesn't make me feel super excited. If we're going to give him number two kind of money, I would like to see 150, 160, uh, touching close to 180. But that transition, once again, right? You know, a lot of these Japanese pitchers only pitch once every six days instead of once every five. So you got to imagine he might be going out there and throwing only five or six innings uh, during kind of the middle of the season just so that he can save up some of that energy for the end of the season. Um, but what do you think about that? Would you be happy? Put this in the comments. Would you be happy if Imanaga puts up a mid three ERA with 140 innings pitched? Well, I want to know, would you be happy with that? Or do you want to see more? Um, we got uncle Ted saying, uh, 18 mil AAV for Shota. That's a steal. Um, and then Roger says 94 wins in 2024. I like it. I like it. Let's go for that. Uh, the whip. Um, uh, well, I don't know what Lance said the whip was going to be, but what I can tell you is that when we look at Shota's actually, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have a, uh, an estimate uncle Ted on what the whip is going to be, but I can tell you his overall whip for his entire career in Japan, 1.076, 1.076 after eight seasons and roughly, uh, just over 1100 innings. So uh, this is, uh, this is fun. What's next. What's next. Um, first of all, CubsCon. I think there's gonna be a little bit of a buzz, right? I think there's gonna be a lot more people who are excited about what's going on with this team. Now. I think, uh, there's going to be some, 
uh, more positive questions being asked to Jed Hoyer. This is my first Cubs con. What's up, Craig Brindle? Go Cubs indeed. Um, this is my first ever Cubs con. And what I can tell you is I don't know what to expect. I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan in California bringing you a live podcast. That's who I am. And, and I'm, I'm having fun with it, but, um, I'm, I've, I've always wanted to go to Cubs con. And when you start seeing all the names that have come out of who's going to be there, I'm even more excited now because we've got a signing on top of that. So I would expect that instead of, Hey Jed, why haven't you made any moves? It's going to be, Hey Jed, what's the next move? Right. And I would love to see Cody Bellinger be the next move, but I think a bullpen arm is going to be the next move. And then I still think Cody Bellinger is probably going to be signed by the end of January, early February, whether it's with the Cubs or not, I have no idea, but I do think if they don't sign Bellinger, they're going to sign Reese Hoskins. In fact, John Morosi yesterday, We'll finish with this thought, and then we'll also talk just a little bit about CubsCon, and then we'll say adios. Um, John Morosi said um, that Reese Hoskins is the most clear, he's the clearest fit uh, for the Chicago Cubs this offseason. And then in another question that he got from MLB Network, he says that Bellinger should be thinking Cubs all day long. So I just don't see both of those happening, especially after getting Imanaga. I don't see them signing two high AAV guys, you know, Hoskins might be a little bit less uh, than Bellinger, but both still have prove it seasons left. And I still think they're going to be right around 20 to 25 AAV. Bellinger might be touching 30. Um, I don't see them getting both after Imanaga. I see one or the other. Um, and I see Bellinger, if he doesn't sign, then Hoskins. I don't see Hoskins signing before Bellinger, unless behind the scenes, there's just no opportunity there. Um, and so for me, that's what, that's personally where I think it's going, but I, I do think a bullpen arm is probably going to be next. What do you guys think in the comments here? Uh, yeah, CJ Crone, uncle Ted, I, I asked, um, uh, Jordan Bashan that if you missed that episode, I asked Jordan Bashan about CJ Crone and I was like, why are people not talking about him? Like he's, he's a legit first baseman. Funny story, I sat next to his mom on an airplane randomly one time. This was during his rookie season. Um, she was awesome, and he was awesome. Um, steal J-Ram away from the uh, while Francona is gone. I like that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, and here's a question for you. This is a good transition into CubsCon. In case you guys didn't see, and I'm going to go ahead and see if I can just find the photo that's been floating around Twitter. In case you didn't see, um, CubsCon, they released the uh, the people who are going to be there this week. Can I find this image really quick? Uh, it doesn't look like I can because Twitter's not letting me in. Um, and one of my questions as I try to sign in while also talking to you guys here, one of my questions is why is Owen Casey not at CubsCon? Every single top 100 prospect um, for the Cubs is at CubsCon, except for Owen Casey. And I just found this, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. We have the other five of six are there. So I kind of alluded to this a few uh, videos ago that I think Owen Casey might be the guy, might be the odd man out because of what's going to be a crowded very, very crowded um, outfield here in the next couple of years. So is it possible that Casey's been 
heavily linked in a lot of trades already. And maybe that's why the Cubs don't feel comfortable with bringing him in. Or maybe he's just got a wedding or something to go to and he can't make it to CubsCon. Who knows? Who knows? But here is the list for you. And a couple ones that I want to point out. If you look down right here, we've got, where is he? Where is Aramis? Aramis Ramirez. How about that? I'm excited. I want to meet Aramis Ramirez, guys. Like that was one of the guys when I was growing up that I loved watching play. Um, man, I can still hear Len Casper's voice cracking as Aramis Ramirez hits a walk-off home run. That's going to be cool. Um, still no Sammy Sosa. I know a lot of you were hoping that Sammy Sosa would be inducted into the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. Um, I'm so torn on that, right? Uh, Sammy Sosa is the reason I'm a Cubs fan, but also when you cheat to get to where you're at, there's, there's just that bitterness in the background. So I, at this point, I'm just like, just, just like let him in and let the fans who really want him there to be there. And it doesn't really hurt anyone's feelings. But then again, the other side of me is like, but he cheated and no one who cheats should be able to get away with being a part of some of the great, the greats in Cubs history or even in baseball history. So I just, I'm always, I'm always torn between that. Where are you guys at on that? Do you want to see Sammy in there? Sosa belongs there, says Craig. Okay. You know, and again, I'm just, I, I just have that angel and demon on both sides of the shoulder with him. Um, we've got a lot of 2016 um, World Series, um, World Series people coming back. We've got, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find the list just so I can streamline this. Ben Zobris, Justin Grimm, Matt Caesar, Miguel Montero. Pedro Strope will be there. I'm really excited about Ben Zobrist. He's been on the CHGO podcast a couple times, and I would love to see him there. Um, and, you know, kind of funny, Matt Caesar, a lot of people forget that he was on the 2016 Cubs when they won the World Series. And then uh, also Ted Lilly from the uh, the guys from back in the day. Ted Lilly, he was also on our podcast uh, back when we first released this. He was one of my first guests, so it's going to be great to see him. And then I think Justin Steele is going to be the rock star of this this year. Last year, it was kind of like the focus was on Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, because the new guys, plus the fact that you had Ian Happ and Nico Horner wanting to sign those extensions, right? Now, Justin Steele comes in, and the not because he's getting an extension or anything, but just because he's Justin Steele, and he just emerged as a top player on our team as a top ace on our team. I think he's going to be the rock star of the event. I think people are going to go crazy for him. And then I'm really excited to see the young guns there too. Cade Horton, I think is going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to up for. I think there's going to be lines uh, for him. I think there's going to be lines for Matt Shaw, uh, Kevin Al Alcantara. Um, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think the timing of this is perfect. Now, whether the Cubs actually were, Needing to make a deal before Cubs Con, who knows? But I do think strategically, um, this was really great for the timing because now you have a lot of momentum going into Cubs Con. Um, so once again, guys, if you're going to be at Cubs Con, please do me a favor, come up to me and say and reference this episode. I will give you a free hat. We have 20 hats we're bringing. So the first 20 people, we will be giving you a free setup man hat. Again, set up man on the side of this right here. This is a Chicago Cubs podcast. If you have not already liked 
commented, subscribed. Please do all the above. Let's go. Show to Imanaga on the Cubs. As soon as we have more details, I'll be releasing another video with some of those details and probably a little bit more in-depth. Thanks so much for joining and being on the first ever emergency podcast for the setup, man. Um, I hope I didn't babble my way through this one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And Danny Mabley says, okay, thanks. This guy rocks. I, I must've done. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Danny. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you at CubsCon.